Good morning and welcome to Daily Confetti with Carter and Carrie on Unsafe Space. Today is Monday, August 26th. We thank you guys for joining us for the Daily Confetti. If you like our podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. I think that's, I think that is everything, Carrie. I think you did it today. I got it. I nailed it. Yeah, you nailed it. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. Um, how you doing? How's your weekend? It was good. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, was, I, I stopped myself from buying some very expensive boots. So oh. that was good. Yeah, I guess, I guess it's good. Um, I, I am, uh, I'm very excited to talk about the crisis uh, that has been appearing in the news lately because I think it's um, I think it's a great way to look at how the mainstream media just creates crises out of nothing. So have you seen, Carrie, all of these, the Amazon is burning, the Earth's lungs, they call it the Earth's lungs. The Earth, Earth's lungs are on fire. Uh, uh, have you seen have, any of these images? No, or, I've been blessedly or, away from the news for the most part for the weekend. But I don't know if we're going to agree on this because I don't think it's, well, tell me what's happening. Well, I can tell you what's in the news. Okay. What's in the news is that Earth's lungs are on fire. What's in the news is stats that like Amazon's responsible for 20% of the oxygen on the planet. We're all going to die because the Amazon's on the fire. And also it's the fault of the government of Brazil because they're not quite as left leaning as we all want. Um, and they, uh, the stat they cite is they say the Amazon rainforest is burning at a record rate. The Brazilian Amazon has experienced more than 74,000 fires this year, whereas last year's total was around 40,000. That's just pulled from a, from a news article on it. And there, people are calling it an international crisis. So we're all supposed to get very, very upset about this. It's an international crisis. The reason you use the word crisis is because people will do things in a crisis that they wouldn't normally do. Uh, so that's, that's the kind of mainstream narrative. Okay, but why is that narrative wrong? I'm, I'm, I just now pulled up an article. It's hard to find news about this, by the way, because if you put in Amazon Fire, it brings up, do you want to buy the Amazon Fire Stick? No. Yes, I noticed when I was researching this. <laughs> So um, let's, well, let's just check a couple things. First of all, does the Amazon rainforest actually produce 20% of the world's oxygen? Eh, no, kind of no. Kind of yes, kind of no. The answer is, um, yeah, it also consumes about 20% of the world's oxygen. <laughs> so the Amazon, according to Richard Muller, professor of physics at UC Berkeley, he says uh, the Amazon forest in the normal steady state is, uh, is, is uh, in, in it, like it's in, it's in a steady state where the amount it produces is about the amount it consumes. Oxygen produced by photosynthesis and consumed by decay uh, balance each other out, basically. So he guesses that this 20% figure came from ecologists that have calculated that 20% of the photosynthesis in the world takes place in the Amazon basin, which is true, but so does about 20% of the consumption. Uh, according to just another, another uh, thing that we've been hearing is like, oh, we need all the oxygen coming from the Amazon. Carlos Nobre, he's the National Secretary for Research and Development Policy in the Ministry of Science and Technology and Innovation of Brazil says, quote, the Amazon does not change the oxygen balance much. 
It, for example, annually removes up to 2 billion tons of carbon dioxide from the atmosphere, though, through photosynthesis, and it returns about 1.5 billion tons of oxygen to the atmosphere. But 1.5 billion tons of oxygen is a very small fraction. It's about 0.001% of the planet's oxygen. So right away, I'm because these numbers are floating around, I, start to, I started to question this, like, why is this such a crisis? Right? I get, no, you know, no one wants rainforests to burn, but why is this suddenly a crisis? Well, they're saying that the number of fires is very big this year. It's telling to me that you can't actually find, at least I haven't been able to find, the actual area of fire, like area that's been destroyed compared to previous years. No one seems to be tracking area compared to previous years. They seem to be tracking number of fires, which is not the same thing. But even number of fires data, Carrie, I went to Brazil's National Institute for Space Research, which is responsible for looking at satellite imagery and compiling this data. Here's what I found. You go get this data yourself. Carter, um, I love you. You're such a nerd. You make me very happy. <laughs> <laughs> so this is from I, 1998 to 2019. No, no, uh, just w one second before you do that. People what? don't do this enough. They need to do this enough. They need to do this more often. Like you read this stuff, I, this article, it's funny because everything you're saying is, I'm, I'm looking at this article, it's the same, it's what you're saying. They're telling us about the number of fires has increased, but not the area. They're quoting that 20% fact. And, and But nobody ever, or, or I, let's, I'm not going to say nobody, not enough people take the time to actually look for source material and to figure out if what you're being told is accurate or not. So anyway, go ahead. I, I meant to yeah, interrupt no, you, but no. I like that you did this. I, I, I actually, and I failed to find what I really wanted, which was the square miles that have been consumed in 2019 versus previous years. And for some reason, they don't track that, which not to be a conspiracy theorist, but that raises my ire a little bit because, you know, 10 little brush fires are not equivalent to one massive devastating fire. And, and yet they would be counted 10 times as much as one massive fire because they're counting number of fires. Don't know why that is, but let's use their metric. So number of fires, here's the chart I showed you again. This is, again, got this data from the INPE, Brazil's National Institute for Space Research. This is from 1998 all the way through 2019. The blue line is um, foci, which is like focus points so the numbers of fires basically that they're counting in Amazon per year. So you can see it was right around 30,000 in 1988. It peaked right around 2005 with 96,000. It's been up and down since then. Here's 85 in 2010. This is 87 in 2007. And here we are in 2019. Now this is their data on their website on 2019 says 57,509. What's being reported in the news is this red dot, which is 72,000. Uh, so I don't know which to believe because this is what the official website says and it's up to date. It has like literally within the last 48 hours numbers on the website. So, and that's this number, this 57,000 number. I, I don't know where the 75,000 number or 72,000 numbers, but let's assume that it's real and it came from someone. So maybe we're up here. So is it a lot of fire? Yes. It's a lot of, it's a large number of fires. I don't know if it's a lot of fire per square, you know, Per square mile. Um, is it the worst ever? No. No. Back here. Who was president in 2010? Hmm. <laughs> I don't remember. 
<laughs> well, I'm we... sure it was his fault, whoever it was. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So that's that's some data. The other thing, Carrie, that I looked at is, let's see. I wanted to know, okay, well, what about deforestation? Because this is one of the things that everyone is saying. It's all deforestation is the problem, right? Okay, so again, you can get this data from the same place. This is not my chart, but it, 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 they have a nice chart, so I use their chart. It's the same data. Uh, this is deforestation. Uh, now, this is area, I think square miles, or, but here we are, 1998 up here. 2018 here. So deforestation kind of peaked around 95, went down. Then there was some more de deforestation around 2004. And deforestation has actually declined. So again, I ask you, why are we in a crisis, Carrie? Why is this, oh my God, someone who's not a socialist completely is in charge in Brazil and it's their fault. It's an international crisis. Uh, what's his face? Who's the douchebag who flies around in planes all the time? Leonardo DiCaprio who flies around in <laughs> private jets donate. Like he donated $5 million <laughs> to, to, to solve the Amazon uh, fire crisis. So, so that's, that's all true. Also just, I feel bad for that guy though. I do actually, what? I feel bad for that guy. He's on that. Yes, he's one of those child actors who you just know was probably he worked with that that pedophile Brian what's his name? Oh, he did. Um, yeah, let me look it up. The one who's still employed even after being convicted. But also his manager, his publicist, all of them were pedophiles. And he had a single mom. I mean, he's one of those kids who I just feel like he probably there's a lot of kids in Hollywood who were interfered with and um, he seems like someone who's, yeah, Brian Peck. He Brian was, Peck. Brian Peck. And there's like really creepy videos with him and Brian Peck on set and the way they're interacting is just gross. Brian Peck was later convicted and of child molestation and uh, is still working in Hollywood. Um, anyway, I'm sorry. I took us in a wrong direction. No, no. I mean, I think Hollywood's maybe the crisis is in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's a crisis guys. There is a crisis. Uh, it's just not in Brazil. Yeah. So um, no, one more reminder though, Carrie. So, so the, here's all the other things. The other thing that uh, you will never really hear from the mainstream media is just as a reminder, the rising CO2 levels, which are real, we're not science deniers, leftists. The rising CO2 levels on the earth have produced greening. Yay, CO2 is plant food. The earth is getting greener. Here's a presentation by NASA. It's from two years ago. I'm not going to play it, but there's lots of this. You can look up earth greening. The earth is actually greening, despite the fact that, yes, the Amazon is slowly getting smaller. The earth itself is greening. So here we are. Here's what I see. I see this big crisis. Oh, my God. 20%, the Earth's, what do they call the, the Earth's lungs are, up, are burning. Goddamn Republicans, the Earth's lungs are burning. We're going to lose the Amazon. It's all your fault. It's a crisis. Eh. Uh, yeah, it's a bad fire year in the Amazon. Not the worst ever. And uh, the Amazon is not the Earth's lungs. 
So, so I have something. You're making me think of something. Can I share this article? Yeah, please. This is something I read over the weekend. It's um, a little old, but not that old. Uh, it's an article. So my friend Ben shared this. Thank you, Ben. And I thought it was fascinating. Uh, it's an article by Steven Pinker. The media exaggerates negative news. This distortion has consequences. You think? We <laughs> just knew that, Stephen. Right. It's interesting when people die. <laughs> Whether or not the world really is getting worse, the nature of news will make us think it is. So uh, there's this one part. Hold on. Um, news, news is about things that happen, not things that don't happen. We never see a journalist saying to the camera, I'm reporting live from a country where a war has not broken out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or a city that has not been bombed or a school that has not been shot up. As long as bad things have not vanished from the face of the earth, there will always be enough incidents to fill the news especially when billions of smartphones turn most of the world's population into crime reporters and war correspondents. I mean, think about all the cherry pick news stories that get pushed out there. Um, and, and actually Ben posted this because he was also sharing an article, a very recent article from the Washington post, surprisingly that said uh, what you and I know, which we've talked about before, which is that gun homicides and gun crime is way down since the nineties. Right. right. But the media wouldn't have you believe that you would believe right. the opposite. And so anyway, I thought this was, it's just a, this article is like a psychological explanation for why we focus on negative things instead of positive things. And so although the world is, is getting better in a multitude of ways, we, we are more likely to think it's getting worse. Yep. Um, yep. Anyway. And I think you're, you're pointing out that the gun violence is, it follows the similar thing, right? We see some school shootings, not not good, obviously. Tragic. We hate it. But it's presented as a crisis. Every it's time. presented as a crisis and, and it's not, but actually it's, it's like they create, they're creating a crisis. That, yeah, they so, may create one. Yes. Yeah, they may create one because they, they blow it out of proportion and they focus on it. So anyway. Just, well, Carrie, I, I wanted to, can I bring up a, I don't know why these are related in, well, I don't know why I felt they were related. I've tried to draw some connections intellectually after I felt that these things were related, but the Amazon fire thing was an interesting, um, is interesting to me juxtaposed with all of this stuff in the news lately that I've seen. And I don't know if you've seen it about eating bugs, about how we should all eat more bugs. Carter, so we're watching different news. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, look, so here's, here's a, here's a little video by AJ plus. What's the psychology behind why we find eating bugs so disgusting. And they, you know, they interview this, guy who cooks bugs. They show you how bugs are great. Here we go. Um, move over kale. Insects are the new superfood. Here's Fast Company. Is eating bugs any morally different than eating cows? The sun grubs up. Eating insects could aid weight loss and bug crisps are now sold. In Sandbury's, Sandsbury's, uh, let's see, BBC, eating insects. Should we be eating more? Why are they so good? Carrie, why are insects so great? Could eating insects make for a healthier diet? Mmm. Mmm. So I <laughs> I immediately asked, like, what the hell's going on? Why are they why isn't, are they Isn't what? there some celebrity who's also selling bug stuff bug products or I can't remember. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, there's a lot of like faux meat things now that are like mealworms are replacing actual meat. Oh, uh, that is disgusting. I, yeah. 
I've seen uh, mealworms. I've fed them to primates before. Uh, can't imagine eating them myself. <laughs> well, you're a primate, Carrie. <laughs> and, and don't worry, not to be outdone, Newsweek has another question that's, I think, probably been burning on your, on your mind, Carrie. Cannibalism is common in the animal kingdom. Here's why, for humans, it's the ultimate taboo. It's just a taboo, Carrie. Granted, it's an opinion piece, but, you know. Newsweek. They gave space to this, Newsweek. Thank you. So, um, yeah, it's just a, it's a taboo. Just like uh, I'm sure that they would argue pedophilia also. Just a taboo. Just, you know, eating people. Just a taboo. You know, just your bugs. Eat your bugs. Shut up and eat your bugs. Wow. And, uh, and your neighbor. So, so gross. Carrie. Why do you think this is? Why, why are they pushing Amazon Fire Crisis? I think it's related. I think the bugs in Amazon are related, but why are they pushing these things? Wait, why, why pushing, do you think it's related? I think this is part of a generalized war on the West, specifically men, but the West generally. And I think, first of all, uh, you need crisis. We talked, you, you had the Steven Pinker article, right? Crises the cathedral needs crises because people will go against, they'll act against their own common sense and against their own self-interest if they can get rallied enough for a crisis. This is why you like, this is why they love war, right? Oh my God, the boogeyman are coming. You have to like drop everything, make sacrifices, go to war, right? So they, and it occurred to me that like- the Which Earth by the way, by the way, I don't, I don't think, I think we're gonna end up do you think we're going to end up in war with Iran very soon? I've I heard people. Know. I've heard people talk about this. No matter who wins, except for Tulsi Gabbard, which is why they will not allow Tulsi to win. But, I don't know that Trump wants to go to war. I mean, his advisors will, do. But he will. You think he will? I think he will. I hope not. But oddly enough, I've been getting spam calls from Iran this morning on my phone. I don't know. I haven't <laughs> answered them, but maybe they're okay. trying to coordinate an attack. But, okay, sorry. Back to your back to your blinking no, the bugs and the fires. Well, I so they want crises, and I I thought about it for a second. I realized the Earth dying is the ultimate crisis. This is why never in our lifetimes, or in our chi- children's lifetimes, or in our grandchildren's lifetimes, will the Earth not ever be viewed as in a crisis. Because saying the Earth is in a crisis is is it meets all of the requirements of the cathedral, like. There's nothing, it's like literally you have to do something. We only have the earth. It's not like, it's not like we've got a planetary system and they're like, yeah, the earth over there is in crisis. We should, you know, work on that. This is it. This is all we've got. And so when the massive ice age of the climate alarmists didn't happen and was proven wrong, they switched to global warming. When that started to fall out of favor because they couldn't really explain why their models didn't work, they switched to climate change, which is a nice vague term. And oh, do humans have an impact on the environment? Absolutely. But the, the catastrophic hysteria, I mean, there were articles a couple weeks ago. Do you remember saying, uh, someone was sharing articles that were like, if we don't do something in 18 months, we got 18 months left to go before, ah, the sky is falling, the earth is gonna, you know, digest humans, I don't know. No, but I did see, I did see some funny memes this weekend about, um, with the Obamas just bought the Obamas just bought a fifteen million dollar mansion in Martha's Vineyard, and it was a right. meme. 
And it was a meme that said, We're, the East Coast is going to be underwater in 11 years. Let's spend $15 million on a mansion on the East Coast. Right. Right. <laughs> they don't believe their own bullshit, right? They don't believe it. Because um, if they did, they wouldn't, they wouldn't buy on Martha's Vineyard. They would, be, they would be buying inland up a little bit, expecting to be coastal soon, yeah. right? If they actually believed what they are trying to get us riled up about. So they want us to get us, you know, the earth dying is the, it's like the best crisis for them. And so I think they're going to keep pushing it. And I think one of the things it does is it distracts us from real threats because there are real threats, right? Socialism is a real threat to the U.S. way of life and lives and authoritarianism is a real, real threat, especially in the age of technology. Um, by the way, did you see the Hong Kong protests? I know another tangent. Did you see the Hong Kong protesters? One of the things they did this weekend. Brilliant. Awesome. They were cutting down the towers that had the uh, facial recognition cameras. Oh, that's great. Yes. That's cool. So they were just like, it's nonviolent and it's like they're not hurting people doing that. They're just pulling down the facial recognition towers, which I think is great. I love but, that so, Babylon B piece. It's like, can we trade Antifa for the Hong Kong protesters? Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, okay. But, but this, so it's distracting us from these it's things. It's distracting us, but how is this bug thing related? Why do you think that's related at all? Why are they pushing eating bugs in your mind? Yeah, well, I think, it, I think it's related predominantly. And, you know, this is a hypothesis. So, you know, it could be full of, it could be Swiss cheese. I don't know. But... I, there is a clear, to me, there's a clear war on masculinity and men. We've talked about it in the West. Gillette had their woke ads, which they've tried to uh, help di uh, distract us with new ads about heroes now. But there's a war on masculinity. And, you know, we've talked about how boys are viewed as broken girls. We talked about the APA guidelines. We talked with Tom, and Gold, Tom uh, Golden about this. Um, Switching to like a vegetarian or bug-based diet does lower testosterone levels. Um, and you can also have problems if you eat like too much meat, but like meat in your diet increases your testosterone levels. And I think, I think that part of what they want, so we all, I mean, testosterone is also linked to like aggression, right? Willingness to you know, stand up against threats, right? So I think what they want is a lower T population. And one of the ways to get a low, because they, you know, fighting the climate change doesn't require a lot of testosterone. Uh, it just requires like obeying your leaders about your, you know, your hybrid and, you know, get, getting your little Tesla. But standing up to socialism and authoritarianism and like actually fighting the war against the West does require testosterone. And I think a part of this is like, let's push these, let's try and push a diet that generally just turns everyone into soy boys. Well, and testosterone levels have already declined significantly. Mm -hmm. um, what are the stats? I can't remember. It's something- it's 1% a year or something ridiculous. 1% a year. And if you compare the testosterone levels of, of men today to men from 1960, what is it like 20 percentage points? Off it's something some ridiculous. There were those. There were those yeah. leftist reporters who were in probably their twenties or early thirties who did it, and they had T levels of like eighty year old men or something. Oh yeah, the BuzzFeed reporters. They did. Yeah. They did their, I saw that, yeah. and they were like, they thought it was like funny. Oh, anyway. Yeah, this is. I think. By the way, I think this is also why they love trans 
because um, male to female trans basically emasculates men, right? It directly combats their testosterone levels. Female to male trans, they're never going to get male testosterone levels. They just, they're just replacing men with women. So with biological women. So I, I think that's one of the reasons they love trans as well, because it's a great way to destroy, it destroys femininity also, by the way, but it's a great way to destroy masculinity also. They want this kind of low T androgynous hybrid between male and female. That's the, you know, the ideal globalist creature. And so, yeah, I think they want globalism. They want a docile populace and they don't, they don't like this idea of, of rugged individualism and people fighting off socialism and like a free society. That's all stuff they hate. They want globalism. They don't, they don't want America to be strong and free by itself. So I think part of this is, and I don't think this is like sitting around in a smoky room saying, Hey, let's get them to eat bugs. I think it's just when, when agendas serendipitously align, I think there's a natural tendency to kind of push the stuff. And I think they just feel it. It feels good. It, they, they virtue signal, right? They're, they're already been, a lot of these people reporting this kind of stuff have already been convinced like, oh, veganism is the way to go or it's morally superior or whatever. So pushing bugs is like an easy thing. It's an easy thing to do. And, and notice they don't push bugs on populations that already eat bugs. They don't go into, into the areas. And by the way, it, it's not common even in places where you think it's common. Like it's not like everyone in China eats bugs. It's a rare thing. But they don't go to, they don't go to the places where people do eat bugs and push bugs they like they, they push meat because meat is very high calorie it's like it's an efficient high calorie delivery system it's great for feeding the population meat is awesome so like they they get people out of poverty by helping them get access to meat but in the west they're trying to create a bunch of soy boys yeah that's my alex jones like conspiracy theory for the day <laughs> Well, and since you said the Alex Jones name, we're going to be demonetized. This video has no chance. Oh, this video never had a chance, Carrie. <laughs> There's facts about the Amazon in it. There's no way this would ever get monetized. Uh, well, anyway, um, that, that, I, am I crazy? I know that sounds crazy, but I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think a little bit more deeply about what the hell's going on here and how things are aligned. Um. It absolutely sounds crazy to anyone who's just tuning in and who doesn't understand. Okay, look, a lot of the people that you talk to on any given day have bought into the narratives. So even talking about Marxism, that, that sounds crazy to them. So, and you know, you're just putting out a hypothesis. A lot of times people, um, there's this, there's this, people make this accusation of conspiracy theorists about people who sometimes are simply asking questions or making a hypothesis, but they don't, they don't use that term when it's the mainstream media doing it and programming us to believe in stuff like Russian collusion, which is a total conspiracy theory. And if you believe it, sorry, <laughs> you've been, you've been uh, brainwashed, but randomly, did you see the Brian Stetzer thing over the weekend? Stetler? I always say Stetzer. Brian Stetzer oh, was... Oh, yeah. Well, was it the thing about Trump's mental health? Yeah, but also he had a guest on that said that Trump is responsible or will be responsible for killing more people than Mao and Hitler and Stalin. Maybe he just said Stalin and Hitler. He had Stalin in there and Hitler both. That's insane. 
And, and, and the CNN host, Brian Stetler, I keep saying Stetzer, but Stetler, did not challenge it at all. He was just like, you know, continued with the conversation about like, and, and he, what he challenged was the guys, because the guy was also making the point that we shouldn't say that Trump is mentally ill because it's an insult to mentally ill people. That was his argument. And so <laughs> Brian was like, no, 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 we should be able to armchair diagnose him. Like, so that's the part he responded to. He didn't say anything about, yeah, more people than, than Hitler and Stalin. Yeah, but, well, that guy, Brian Stelter, is very, you can, he's low IQ. Um, he's not yeah. very bright. And there's, oh, there's a really funny, if you guys haven't watched any um, Mark Dice on YouTube, look up Mark Dice and Brian Stelter, because he does this really hilarious impersonation where he takes clips of Brian and just um, edits them all together. And then he replaces his voice with, he says exactly what Brian is saying, but he mimics his voice in this. It's, I don't know why it's, I find it so funny, but it's hilarious. <laughs> anyway. We'll, we'll put a link to it. Put a link to it. Yeah. <sighs> we'll put a bird on it. So, Carrie, this has been a rambly but fun morning, Kafefi, afternoon, yeah. Kafefi, and uh, we thank you guys for joining us. And um, in the comments, let Carter know how crazy he sounds about bugs. And <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, I just, um, you know what? I don't want to eat bugs. Sorry. Don't. Um, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. And um, don't forget to like and subscribe. And if you want to become a financial. Um, donor you can do so you can donate we don't have a patreon but we have a subscribe star and we have merchandise on our website unsafespace.com we have merchandise oh yeah you can go to merch unsafespace.com and yeah and if you do subscribe star just uh message us when you subscribe telling us what you want your name to be in the credits so we can use a pseudonym if that's what you want and also when's book club carrie Oh, so book club date, we've had to extend it. We're giving you guys an extra week to finish reading um, George Orwell's 1984 because of work conflicts. <laughs> um, but so September 15th is our new date and I'll be posting it and we'll do, we'll do a little video advertising book club so people can share it if you want people um, that you know to join us in discussing the book. So video book club discussion, Sunday, September 15th, Sunday, September 15th. Thank All you right. guys.